Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cockmore, and I want to welcome you to the show today. We've got a great lineup of content to uh, discuss. And of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back on the new media show. There's always stuff to talk about, and um, we've got our coffee, and we're we're ready to start talking. Yeah, I, op- <laughs> I opened up the uh, refrigerator this morning after making myself a this is this is just a reusable Star Cups cup for those of you watching, but uh, yeah. I was uh, put the Q the K pod in the <laughs> Keurig machine and went in the refrigerator and I'm like, there's no milk. I like a little oh. milk with my coffee. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm so, the same way. So yeah. I'm I'm uh, black black this morning. So ooh, you're gonna be a little <laughs> harsh today, huh? <laughs> uh, it's all good. So uh, anyway, good morning, everyone, or whenever you're listening to the show. I shouldn't say good morning, but welcome to the show. I guess, of course, I have it because it's still dark here. But tomorrow, I mean, next week, uh, it'll be daylight uh, because the clocks roll back. I don't. So I get an extra hour of sleep starting next week. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) So, Rob, I just wanted, I think I thought I would kick things off here with, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the last show, but... uh, we received uh, our IAB podcast measurement certification draft. Oh, so what does that mean? It's what a, is a draft. It's a of your it, it's a seven page, like wow, read through <laughs> of everything that was um, re- basically done. Uh, step by step by step, making sure that you've met all the points you get a um satisfactory um or recommendations and i think on we only had two uh, recommendations in our now that doesn't mean that we're not going to get certified but we got two recommendations and it has to do um around um blacklist ip blacklist and they suggested that we add one more source uh, for because we we had a, a a couple of sources already for where we would get our blacklist from um, known bad IPs that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, they suggested one more and then there was one other thing but otherwise I I read through this thing and I was like man I called Angela I said doesn't cover a lot of ground and he's kind of like well duh. <laughs> You know, yeah, it has because uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, and but what we're um, what we have learned is is significant, and we'll have a, a blog post about one thing we've learned on redirect uh, customers. And so, you know, we've got um, enterprise hosting, and then folks that use the redirect and. So you're talking about uh, what kind of just on the redirect on the tracking side, right? Right. So right. You're, okay. So the redirect certification is not going to come until I think I talked about this in the last show, thirty to sixty days later, and and there's a reason for that is that we determined that you know looking through literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows that all once in a while there was an outlier, and the data um, turns out that it was being 
issues were being caused by HTML5 preloading. So on a redirect, we don't always see a range request um, within that data. And to make a long story short, we have to do um, and have to put in place some auditing features. Uh, basically, we're going to have to, for our redirect customers, they're going to come in. Uh, at some point, they'll see a new a pop-up screen that says, if you want to be certified, if you want your data to be certified, you have to comply with A, B, and C, and utilizing the redirect. And then we will actually do an automated audit on their website to look for preloading, HTML5 audio preloading. And it's yeah. a bigger issue than what we thought. Um, so well, go ahead. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not just a redirect issue. That's that's off of. I mean, that should impact everybody. Everybody, right? right. Should impact everybody. But in the um, um, in the raw log files, we have a we can we can see it real easy. Um, when that happens and we can programmatically plan for it. But yeah, it's a, it's a big issue and there's a lot of, uh, and sometimes, and it, this is the crazy part is we trace back through and, oh, it's from a third party website that is syndicated the content. So the preloading causes a problem because within the IEB measurement spec, we are required to not count the first Meg, I think you have to make sure more than a meg of the file was delivered. So if someone is uh, preloading, sometimes those can load 500k a meg, two megs as part of the preload, and nothing's really even happened. So we have to make sure that uh, at least on the redirect side, that no one's doing any preloading. It, it's it's a and and I just I guess I'll say it here. Uh, there's going to be some people in for a surprise. Well, yeah. And then, so was there any special addressment of the issue of um, cover art being embedded in the MP3 files and getting downloaded first before the audio files? Of are course. Downloaded? Yeah. That, yeah. you know, code wise, we've always looked at the, right. Basically we have to know what the size of the album art is. And we have to be able to, we have to log that. So we know that if someone has, you know, some folks right. have huge album art. Right. You know, two, three megs of album art. So, you know, we had to look, you know, on average, it's not, it's 500K. Just remember, well, that's what folks. what it should be. Yeah. Right? That's what it should be. Right. Just remember, folks, you don't need to put a 3,000 by 3,000 pixel photo in your in your MP3 ID3 art, you can put a 640 by 640 JPEG in there. That's 40K. Right. Because what happens is, is the ID3 is at the front of the file. That data gets loaded first before the media, the audio, the audio right. does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but anyway, I think um, the IEB has our paperwork. Um, so I guess we'll see. And I, I sent a message off to IB. I said, okay, you know, when are we going to, what, what's the date? What are you, you know, what, what are we marching to? But yeah, so it's, uh, but this is, uh, this is going to cause, you know, if, if, and again, if you've been following the rules and, you know, we've known, I, uh, preloading has been a problem for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. This is not a surprise. If you're not preloading, you know, you're not going right. to have an impact. Most, po- and most podcasters are going to say, what, what's preloading? <laughs> Todd, did they do any addressment of, um, of auto start? Was there anything around that? Oh, that's, that was addressed? That's, that's basically just like preloading. Same deal. Right. Right. You, you know, not allowed. <laughs> you know, pre, mm. uh, pre, auto start is absolutely not allowed. Yeah. Though there's a lot of, a lot of folks doing it. I think it's becoming more and more popular these days, at least on the, on the video side to auto start. Right. Right. Well, you go to the podcast awards website. I have the YouTube video set to auto start. Right. Over so there. it's, it's becoming more and more common. And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it as much as it's um, setting the user's expectation that that's what's going to happen uh, somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's, it, it's not a good thing to be honest with you. It's, it's. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to surprise people with no, audio blurring because no. a lot of people are listening in the office or whatever and mm-hmm. it can blast on their speakers and it wasn't expected. So, so uh, for the first, yeah. first time we're going to have to audit podcasters websites. That's going to be part of this, you know, I, I don't want to call it phase two, but it's something we're, we are going to have to look at. And, uh, yeah, Todd, I don't think we've talked about on, on the show here. And I've been thinking more about it over the last week or two is the impact of certification on the industry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be pretty profound here over the next year. Well, I, you know, I think that, um, we're, you know, I, I'm be honest with you. This was just the cost wasn't is is not even the the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing now. No, it was the time. Well, yeah, the, the time we put into this was incredible, and so I, I just don't. If you're small, and here's the challenge too: if you are a smaller podcasting company, you're new to the space. And you want to have stats and, you know, the level to be able, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheap. So in time and money. So yeah, of course, Libsyn, you guys, you know, all the major players are going to be able to afford this, but what about all the companies that are not part of the IB right? and have no pathway, even if they wanted to, to certification, unless they pay the IB membership and then pay the, the auditing fee. And then I think what, what will really happen was, will be is that there will be some, oh, how should we say it? Well, it was an anal probe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, <geez. Yeah. laughs> you yeah. know, you, you've, Lay, well, lay, lay it all out. Right. And I'm all already starting to hear talk from the ad agencies that are, that are actively buying in this medium, um, that their, their direction in the new year is to only work with platforms that are IEB V2 compliant or certified. Well, there's, so that's you know, already happening. That's already happening. So, you know, let's just look at, you know, we thought we knew everything about stats. Right. And we learn a couple of things. And matter of fact, we learned some stuff that the auditors say, do you want to publicly talk about this? We're like, no, 
no, we don't want to publicly talk about this because it's a, um, well, a competitive, it gets a competitive advantage. Right. And the other companies are going to have to figure some of these, selling some of these things we figured out, um, on their own. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the way it is. That's, that's the power of having a big data set, right? You can see things. Well, not only that, but having, hey, there is nothing more um, interesting than having someone say, why, <laughs> to a line yeah. of code, or well, yeah. why did you do that? You know, and I'm not saying what we, anything was wrong, but the question being asked, explain yourself here. Right. Well, Todd, so let's get really clear on this. Um, the certification process um, doesn't cover everything, right? It only covers the things that have been identified in it. So if you have capabilities in your stats area that is, is in addition to that or yes. somehow yes. complementary to yes. that, that's not necessarily part of the IEB spec. Right? Oh, but you have to explain yourself. What but are you doing? It has to be, but it has to be compatible with it, or it right, needs to right, not disrupt right, that right. core spec. That's correct. But, but it's still going to be possible for platforms um, to differentiate themselves on statistics, right? But not necessarily at the core of certain core statistics. The core though, statistics right? should be. Well, I'm just, you know, they should be like really close. I don't right. know. How you get, I don't care how you get from A to Z, but the end result based upon the rules that we have to follow should be very, very close. And, you know, so is there, go ahead. is there any chance that numbers will remain slightly different between platforms because of little differences like this? Oh, you know, we, we did some AB testing on, because we do um, a little bit, we we had, um, uh, how should I say it? We had a way, we were doing some calculations. It was a little bit different than right. Right. Um, some, you know, basically the, how exactly the spec called out. And we had to do AB and, right. and we had to show, you know, why this method was superior or not, you know, right. and uh, we had to prove that. We had to prove, you know, we, we had to prove the burden of proof was on us right. to prove that what we were doing was accurate and did not skew the numbers. So, or was actually better than what the standard is or better than what the IEB spec said? No, you, you had better you, or, I mean, or, you know, uh, like within 1% of what the spec calls out okay. one, 2%. If you're outside of there, you, you know, then well, why, why is it, if you, if you and I'm, I'm just, right. you know, I'm just right. hypothetically right. saying you, you're outside that spec. They're going to say, well, how come, you know? Yeah. So uh, if you say that you're outside of the spec, that would be some, some element of that filter that you guys are doing that would be more precise than what the standard is. Or just different, but comes up with the same number. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get yeah. It. 
And uh, like I said, we, we learned some things. And, uh, you know, if Angela's listening to these cringing right now, but it's we did. We learned some stuff. But, you know, I'm not going to go through that list. And the document that we got was, you know, for us, got back as very transparent. It, it says here, here, here. This is what we found. And, you know, and basically test objective uh, what we found recommendation or satisfactory and in result. And it, you know, right. and, um, and we got to see the draft. Uh, matter of fact, there was one thing in the draft that they recommended said, Oh, you've got the, you know, policy documents. You've got the wrong link. Here's the link from the website that's supposed to go there for the policy document. So it went from a recommendation to a satisfactory just because the auditors had the wrong link. Right. Um, so you get to, you know, you get to go through and review and uh, it didn't change. In some instances, we're like, well, it, that is what it is. And, uh, and, he, he, and then you think, okay, what we, and here's the, what we really learned, Rob, is, all right, did we like all of our results, A, and B, if there was some stuff that came back that we can improve on it, next year? When we go through this again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, in 11 months, I'm going to be looking at this again. Um, so this, this has to be reviewed on an annual basis. That's my understanding. So you have to pay that fee every year? Yeah. Oh, I didn't that, hear about that. I think that's, <laughs> you know, I, it's either one or two years, you know, MRC is yearly. So, and it makes sense that, you know, maybe it won't be as deep a dive. Maybe they'll come back and say, what right. did you change? Right. You know, and send me that just, you know, send me the code that you changed, you know, that, that I would, it's in, yeah. Yeah. Someone is asking here, DMC implications, none. You know, this has nothing to do with DMCA. Um. No. I just think, I mean, I just think, Todd, it's, it, it's going to, as you think about this, as this rolls across the industry, right? And the ad agencies are saying, we're only going to buy on platforms that are certified. Oh. Uh, there's going to be changes that that's going to cause in the industry. Right? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, we'll see. I don't know. If, 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 if they I mean, some people aren't going to be able to do it, right? If. Okay, for it's 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 a cost of doing business. If you're going to be in this space and you're going to be measuring shows, then I agree with you. Believe me, I didn't want to write the check. No, that's right. But if you think about the big picture, right, of where this is all going, yeah, it's some you know whether it's a year from now, year and a half from now, we will have all the big players on the standard, right? Right, right? We'll all be able to take off the table this this ongoing thread that's been yep. biting us in the rear for mm-hmm. how many years now? Well, a long of time. the wild, wild west of podcast metrics, right? Yep. Hopefully it takes that conversation off the table and we can start focusing on other topics, right? And th- this is where this association comes into play. Oh, I mean, yeah. This IAB thing is only for a specific purpose. It's only for advertising metric standards, right? Yeah. IAB is not going to get into, well, they could get into advertising standards, mm-hmm. right? They could. 
So we could potentially head down the path with the IEB around trying to come up with um, advertising metrics or not, not metrics, but formats and standards and stuff working with this organization. And maybe that may be a good, good way to go. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but thinking about a new podcast association, think about these other challenges that the industry has going forward in, in standardizing things. Cause I think most people in the industry would like this to be a successful kind of monetization uh, medium, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's able to grow and to be, you know, what everybody wants it to be a billion dollar advertising industry. Um, but it feels like these are kind of roadblocks to us getting there. Um, it feels like we're on the track, right? Mm-hmm. Todd? Yep. To getting there. And I know that there's going to be pushback from the community on, um, you know, what's the cu- culture of podcasting is, is this just going to, going to become another massive commercial medium or is it going to maintain some of its history and culture around not being such a, a commercial medium? I, I don't know. If, I, do you want to talk about that a little bit, Todd? Well, I, I think the, and maybe just wrap up the IB thing is that yeah. I'm being as transparent as I possibly can about the process we went through and right. I'm doubtful anyone else will be this transparent. Uh, you might, but I don't think that you, all the other players that go through this, I would be shocked if they talk about the process and if they learned anything and if they had anything wrong and they had to fix it and, you know, any of that stuff. You know, we're, we're not above, we're, you know, we're humans and we, we, uh, we thought we had a very, very good handle, but we learned a couple of things during this thing. And, um, you know, we're not too proud to admit it. Uh, I think that uh, the question will be down the road as, as we um, go through this, what, you know, what the impact is to other companies that have to make um, significant changes to their code base and their processing and cause well, massive heartache and podcasters when all of a sudden their numbers drop. Yeah. Right. Because that's typically the only way they go. They don't go up. (laughs) Right. They go down because you have found something. uh Oh, not being tracked properly. Right. Right. So, you know, we'd love, Ben, can you imagine that press release? We found something that we were, doing wrong that it's immediately your show is going to increase 25%. You know, that's the dream press release, right? And then, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, we're already seeing some of this stuff happen. It's been going on over the last, you know, six months to a year. Is it company or shows that move from certain platforms over to other platforms are seeing huge drops in their numbers? I mean, I deal with it all the time. Yeah. Um, it's just going to get worse. and, and, And I think that, Blueberry and PodTrack have the highest challenge, and anyone that does redirects has the highest burden. Right, and this is why we are we have to do these extra steps with the redirect stuff because it's it's not you don't get exactly the same data as you do in the in the log file. 
That's right. No, it's different. So right. you guys, you guys don't have to deal with the redirect data. You just guys got to look at your, you know, are you processing your CDN logs? And then are you accounting for these autos? You know, do you have a way to detect these auto starts or anyone that's running an HTML5 player with a link that's, you know, preloading on another site right. someplace? You know, are you able right. to right. to deal with that? You know, I yeah. had to answer that on two levels <laughs> and this and believe me on the redirect side it's much harder much harder based upon now when it's you know when you just get a range request for the full download it's it's easy but not all downloads are created equal as far as the content that comes through <laughs> right. Right. and i've already said more than i should well there's also the the factor of dynamic ad insertion where, where episodes vary in length based on that too. So these right. are factors that are coming in. I mean, we are doing some redirects with our dynamo product. Um, so it's, you know, but that, you know, and the factor of dynamic ad insertion is going to have a factor in, in all this too. Yeah. How is that going to impact it? Programmatic ad buying. Um, these are all inputs into this, uh, whole ecosystem. So we just need to be able to get a handle on how all this stuff works and to track it uh, properly. And Cause there's fraud in this business. I mean, there's well, fraud in people buying downloads and people, all this stuff, you know, and that needs to be discovered and filtered out and all that stuff. The, the fraud at this point is <laughs> many factors lower than it was many years ago. <laughs> Right, right. Fraud was rampant in the early days. I mean, people right. just, I need a bigger audience. So, you know, set up a click farm or some script to, you know, to drive right. download numbers. And some, and, you know, we do test across the space and we know whose systems are not handling that very well. Right. You know, so, you know, let's, you know, let's be frank. But we will have to do auditing on our own content creators we have to on their sites and uh that's coming folks just you know so you know and if you don't know what html5 auto loading is uh please uh read about if you're using any <laughs> let me be very clear if you're using a powerpress based player you're good <laughs> you're good if you're using any third-party player whatsoever please reach out to that third-party player and make sure that you are not preloading HTML5 audio <laughs> because you won't be certified if we determine that you are, that you're preloading. Right. Right. But yeah, it goes, gonna, goes back yeah, to... Yeah, it's going to slow down your website too. Right. So there's all sorts of... Mm, it doesn't slow down the web. Well, yeah, kind of depends on when the, in the page load where the audio, right. yeah, it could. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this association. And I, and I think Rob, just from, I see a bunch of social Twitter tweets and, you know, going, and I think we've got some people that are kind of tentatively raising their hands a little bit uh, because they may have some time cycles uh, to put into something. But I think your idea that we need to do a Kickstarter right. to start the funding process is a good one. How much do we need to raise? I don't know yet. It's too early. We need to figure that out. 
So I think it should we should go for a big number. Maybe we don't use Kickstarter. Maybe we use um, yeah. one of the like platforms that. where you're guaranteed to get the cash no matter what you raise. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it'd be nice to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars. So, Todd, one of, the, one of the challenges here, though, is getting this started <clears throat> in a way that uh, doesn't give the impression of exclusion. Right. And I think, and I think that's one, one of the things that I've been getting a little nervous about mm-hmm. um, or, or over the last couple of days. Um, and I don't know that I have an easy answer for that um, because it has to start with a couple of people or it has to start somewhere. We can't start at a thousand people. No, um, no. so, so we have to be practical about it. Um, and then also we, we have to be transparent about it. So, uh, I think that's our, that's our challenge. Right? I think the transparency, um, you know, you hate to say it, but you get more than a handful of people that are putting together the initial documents, right? It becomes a cluster, but right. those five or six people that are involved in the initial formation of those documents, number one, needs an outpow- uh, um, outside independent either console or firm that helps trade organizations get started, number one, right. to give some stick and rudders, I like to say. And those of you who have heard in aviation know what that means a little bit, little right, left, up, down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So a little stick and rudder, and you're right. Everything that is created, as far as bylaws, a charter, um, I don't believe this works without being a nonprofit. I am, and most trade organizations are not. Um, I don't think the goal should be to make money per se, but no. it has. To you know, I think it has to be a, a company. Um, I mean, with, it can also be really, really difficult to get those 501 c Oh, it's a pain. It's, it's pain. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. And as long as you're spending as much money as you're bringing in, the tax burden is, you know, legitimately. <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. sure you will be <laughs> spending every dollar of it. Because the lawyer fees alone, let's just be yeah. frank. Yeah. Well, lawyers are 500 bucks an hour. You, know, you work in some of these specialty law firms, so this is why we got to raise a a pile, <laughs> a right. pile of cash. And we're we're thinking about this and trying to come up with an approach um, that will be inclusive and bringing in kind of people Everybody. that are that are that are in a position to be at the center of this whole space. Um, that, that don't have a bias angle on this. And that's, that, that's our challenge going, you know, getting involved in this. I mean, Todd and I, you and I both know what, what happened to the ADM and I'm I'm determined not to let that happen again. Well, the, the bigger challenge is people that show up with fucking agendas. Well, that's going to happen. We just have to have processes that don't allow them to be successful. So, you know, it's, you can have one person, one completely disrupt any committee in one of these organizations. One, one person can cause so much trouble. It brings the committee to a gridlock. Right. We've seen it before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
this is, you know, I, I, those of you that listen to this show, let me just be frank. This is not, this is not a small undertaking. And this is going to be, I can't, I cannot stress enough, massively time consuming. Yeah. So, you know, you, when, when I say we need to raise a pile of cash, I'm thinking quarter million, half million. I, I mean, we need to raise some money. Well, it depends on what the goals of the organization are, but I agree with you. It may be even more than that. If I we agree. Want to to fulfill the goals of this organization, but can this community, can this space raise a million dollars? I don't know yet. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, let, let, let's say I let's say that each of us, each of our prospective companies, chips in ten grand, so that might gets us to two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, but. Do, will globally will podcasters throw in a hundred bucks a piece uh, to help form something that they don't know if it's going to be if they're going right. to be represented? Yeah, I mean, how does a podcaster know that joining this organization is going to be beneficial to them right, in any kind right. of significant way? And mm-hmm. I, I I realize that mm-hmm. um, given how many organizations I've been members right. of in the past. Um, it, it's, it's hard to get value out of an association for an individual. And that's, and it may just be that people join because they're trying to support the broader industry, but yeah. that's, that's a lot to ask of people that yeah. are, that don't have a lot of money. So, um, it's, you know, it's going to have to have levels of participation that is, compatible with people's ability and that's that's going to be a challenge but it's something that we're going to have to try but the the ultimate value if we are successful here the ultimate value is we end up with now and okay so get okay so for example let's let's just look at let's look back at the ib podcast measurement guidelines document 32 companies i think signed version two did we all get what we wanted nope no, nope, not by a long shot. But did we get to a point where we all could generally agree? Yep. And we put our names on it. Is right. there things that I wish was in the document now? Yep. Am I happy with the way it is right now? Yep, I am. Um, so this, and that that's just one document. We're talking about charter documents for, and I mean, it's just, there's just, an yeah. unbelievable amount of work that has to happen. And you have to remember about commercial. You have to think about independence. You have to think about radio. You, I mean, how many, Public. how yeah. many, how many sub groups are there? There's networks, there's uh, ad groups. You can, are we going to invite ad agencies in? Right. You, you know, we could get the ad agencies could be participating. Which would be terrific. Right. But- so, Will they is the big will, question. I guess will, it's the format. It's the format of it. Right. Right. Because if we can get input from them and participation from them, then we can really start coming up with some real solutions to some of the challenges in this medium. Right. We can get all parties involved, whether it be the technology platforms, the content creators, the the producers, the publishers. Now, yeah. public radio, commercial radio. But that's a big asset. That, that's like four or five years from now if we're going to get that level of participation across the whole industry and has anybody really been able to garner that kind of cross industry support for any organization? I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm I mean gonna, 
Yeah. I want to read a couple of things in the chat room. They, they're, they're hammering me here in the chat room and I can't go backwards okay. in it. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically they're saying we need to do this first. We need, oh boy, you guys are putting so much stuff in it. You guys are gonna just going to have to go to the Facebook chat. Those of you listening and look at the comments on this because it's just, it's, we got everybody excited. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> essentially well, what it yeah though. essentially what it is we need you know the word is we need this now and it needs to be inclusive and um so some in someone saying even if you have this some corporate folks will go their own and we've seen that with the <laughs> I know of one group that's definitely have gone their own. They don't have nothing to do with the podcast measurement guidelines. <laughs> They've went their own way. Right. You know, but you know, again, it's, it's a collective, it's a collective job, but you know, and, and be honest with you. I'm exhausted thinking about it already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Todd, fortunately, it's not going to be all on my shoulders. It's not going no, to be all on your shoulders. No, but you know, it's yeah. weekly grind. It's a week, you know, you're doing meetings every week, you know, you know, an hour every week or two hours, you know, it's right. And it's hard work. Oh my yeah. God. You guys have no idea what we went through to get to the, the IB version two guidelines. Even though number one, you have no idea what we went through. There's a book just in that. Yeah, that was like a three or four year process. Too. Yeah, and I, and I can't talk about very much of it because it get kicked out. You know, <laughs> 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 but you know, it's a lot of a lot of work, challenges, a lot of dis- war- heartwarming discussions. <laughs> heartwarming, boy, boy, you're being gracious now. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, yeah, I think. I think here over the next couple of weeks, I mean, there's going to be more talk about this and we're going to hopefully have a, a plan to be able to, to start this process and, and get as much <laughs> feedback from people on what they would like to see and, and how it might work and, and just be as transparent as possible. Um, and just see where it takes us. Maybe it's, I don't know, Todd, I mean, what do you think the odds of us being able to pull this off are? No, I think we have to pull it off. I don't think we have any choice. Okay. All right. You know, it's, I I just don't think there's any choice. I think we have to get there. Now, you and I are talking about this. We think it's cool. I can probably sway my board to become involved. You're going to have to sway Francesco and their team to be in, you know, in your board to be involved. They're already on board. Okay. Well, so, yeah. but you know, we're going to have to see if we can get and, and, and we don't want the 800 pound gorilla coming in and going, I'm here now. Right. Shut up right. and take your seats. You know, right. we, we don't want that. So yeah, I'm already hearing Todd. Um, there's, there's groups of podcasters in other countries around the world that are already starting to voice their desire to have chapters of this. Well, good. So I'm it already hearing be, that should, for Spain and Italy. And, it should be global. Yeah. It should be. Well, yeah. And that's, that's one thing we haven't talked about yet, but this would be a global organization. It would not be a U.S. only op- operation. 
But I think it's so, important that each country has its ability to to have its own have its activities. own charter. Yeah, right, right. right. Exactly. But maybe the the first go here is that you know hopefully globally everyone will jump on board and you know and it, it, it doesn't say that this has to be a United States centric evolution. We if if we can have people from other countries participate in the formation that goes a right. long way in making it feel inclusive to everyone globally. Right. I mean, cause a lot of the things that we're going to do here, this is a global medium. This isn't a U.S. medium. This isn't a Canadian medium. This is a global medium. Now, granted, all those countries are, are very much part of the medium and an important component of this global medium. Uh, so, so we need to, you're right, Todd, we need to have people on the boards or participating in committees or whatever we're formatting here and, and, and companies investing in the organization that are from around the world, whether it be Australia, Canada, the UK, whatever, everybody's welcome. And that's, that's the bigger agenda that I have with this too. I think that, you know, James Cridlin with what he's done with podnews.net has really opened the door to global communication about this medium, which has been missing for mm -hmm. most of its existence. So, and, yeah. but, and, you know, and be honest with you, Rob, I hate the word board. I do too. You know, I'm, there needs to be a council or, you know, <laughs> board sounds, uh, you know, authoritative and, you know, yeah, that's true. so there needs to be, you know, let's, let's call it a council, you know, treat it. I'm more like a United Nations. Oh, right? stop. You're saying? Please stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I just That's opened a, myself up to that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, well, it's all right. <laughs> we don't need a Secretary General of Podcasting. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Dan, you want to be that? Secretary General of Podcasting? <laughs> or Jared? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, oh, well. it's, but you know, we're going to need podcasters too. We're going to need, we're going to need the, you know, the, the indie, you know, the guy that's got a, you know, a hundred episodes and you know, the, the podcaster's been doing it for five years and he's not worried about making money. We, we need those folks too. Right. Because right. you know, this is, let's be honest, you know, we know where the, yeah, I know where my bread's buttered, you know, the indie podcasters, that's why right. we joined the IEB. <laughs> right. I mean, because that is the vast majority of the content creators in this mm -hmm. medium. And they're who built this medium. This was not built by big media. Um, though some would like to think it was, but it's it, it was not. Now, I don't think that we're going to, you know, I don't think we're going to have to have a, you know, a, a, a committee member or a council member or whatever we're going to call these groups. We don't need someone walking the halls of Congress and because I don't think we have legislative issues yet that we have to deal with, but maybe someday, you know, because that's what trade organizations do. They go, you know, steel organization, what do they do? They've got lobbyists. I mean, I'm not saying we need lobbyists, but, um, at some point we may, but we may need, uh, People are on the payroll. They can go to industry events and speak right. on behalf of the of the industry. That's right. right. Yeah, and be our voice. 
And that has to be so, someone that, again, has the ability to leave agendas at the door. Right. It's got to be someone that's, uh, that isn't necessarily um, sitting at the podcaster um, end, mm-hmm. but un- understands the podcaster end. Right. And, but doesn't sit at any one company um, that it has a competitive interest in the market. Um, now, granted, that's kind of hard to find because there's always some competitive interest in the market. Um, but you know, it's something that we're going to, we're going to try and work through. I don't necessarily want to say who that could be quite yet. Cause I don't think they've agreed a hundred percent yet. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but we'll throw that name out there. I think a lot of people will like who we're thinking at this point. Well, we've already said it on the show a couple yeah. times. So. Yeah. 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 So, but, you know, but but then but yet, then again, that's but they'll do it. All right. This, uh, I'm just fair warning. This this is a big deal. This is a lot of work, and right. you know, someone's going to have to have some CPU cycles on this, right? And compensation, right? And what are the goals of the organization? Right. I think that's the maybe that's, that's the other bigger question. Yeah, you you start with the objectives. Of the organization, and then you, you know, four or five objectives, and then you have key results below OKRs. Anyone ever heard about that? It's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> I've been learning about OKRs, objectives, and key results. So you know, you're, right. and one objective is form the association, come with the association bylaws. You know, right. and that until those key results are done, it can't drive other objectives. So, um, yeah. And best thing to do is steal other organizations' charters and modify it to your own. <laughs> and luckily, yeah. those are on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, but uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be something that you know we're going to be working on. Yeah, uh, trying to enable here uh, and get started anyway. Uh, you, it's still little unknown exactly how we're going to do it, but. Um, do do we want to open up and ask in the show here if you're interested in is this getting the cart before the horse here? Do we want to start building a list of folks that want to help? Is it too early for that? It probably is a little bit, Todd. I think we need to have a better way of gathering that. Um, yeah, where we can we can keep it tracked appropriately and, mm-hmm. and really get that data into a database or, or something. So I think that's probably a bigger, bigger agenda, but that doesn't stop people from giving us feedback on it yeah. on what, what the priorities are. Um, and I think that that is the biggest thing is what is the purpose of this thing? What are we trying to accomplish? What are the, the unfilled needs that the organization has or the unfilled needs that the industry has that having consensus and group um, feedback and collaboration can solve, right? Whether it be ratings charts for podcasts, whether it be ad formats for talent reads versus host reads, uh, what's the durations. As we get into programmatic ad buying, um, these are going to be, you know, those are significant trends in the industry right now. And that's going to be a, there's going to be a professionalizing effect that 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 transfers to the industry as that develops. Um, it's not perfect right now, and I think everybody would agree to that. 
Um, but and that's one of the reasons why we need to work on things like this. Um, but anyway. So, hey, OG. Yes. How you doing, OG? <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got called old guard the other day. It was kind of. Oh, uh, it's been going on for a year now. It was, so. it was entertaining. <laughs> yes. OG. Yeah, it called me old guard. Someone called me old guard in one of the one of the Facebook forums. I had to. Or, I had to. I had to, or OP <laughs> or OP too. I've heard that one too. Oh, what's OP? Old podcaster. Uh, old podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I did a LOL and I said, I don't know if to take that as a compliment or as an insult. And, uh, <laughs> and it was basically talking about, uh, we're having this discussion about subscribe buttons and, uh, you know, and I just, you know, people think all they need is two. This, there's this new trend going around. You only need two subscribe buttons on your page. You only need Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. That's the only two you need. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> right. Not everybody's, not everybody's using those two platforms. Mm-hmm. You just look at you just look at the stats. They, yeah. they they tell you that, right? And yeah. you know, and it's it's you can't convince someone that there is a um, uh, historical. You know, of course, I, I'm one to say data because I've got the data and the historical data of people that actually have, you know, this ability to say, oh, I can, I mean, I can subscribe to the podcast via TuneIn. I, I love TuneIn, subscribe via TuneIn. And it's really, TuneIn is not really a traditional podcasting platform, but a lot of people consume podcasts on TuneIn and, or, right. you know, wherever. Or Stitcher. Or, yeah. Or, or Overcast. Right. Or any of these right. platforms, right? Yeah. And they're all valid places to get Get shows. That's, so, so I, to me, I was I just kind of, I, I laughed and, you know, this ongoing discussion, Daniel J. Lewis is, I think he's got a, probably a blog post coming out soon. He's been learning some things about uh, the Apple podcast directory and um, yeah. some other stuff that's been happening in the space. I won't give any of his glory up because he's been doing the, doing the grind, but um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how I got us off track here, but yeah, the, the ability to uh, provide feedback in the space, you know, it's, you're, well, you're just the old guy, you know, and there's, there's new ways to do it. You know, and, and, I, and I knew that Rob, let's be honest. It's, it's a uh, uh, old, old dogs. You got to teach them new tricks and we are the old dogs. So uh, we have to make sure that we stay abreast of the stuff that's going on in the space so that that OG comment doesn't really turn into something that is negative. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of companies doing stuff, a lot of um, changes happening globally in this. It, it's hard for one person to keep up with it all. Yeah, it you is. Know? You know, it's not getting easier. And I get companies call me and I'm like, who? <laughs> who are right. you? You know, and go over to their yeah. website and they got 30 shows. I'm like, wow, congratulations. You know, it's just like, <laughs> where did you come from? You know, so that's. I think that's the thing I'm surprised about most now is so how many networks are out there. Yeah. Well, and also how many new people in the medium aren't, aren't familiar with who we are either. So or nor, do the they, nor do they care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, true. that's I had, true. I had posted something on, uh, the blueberry Facebook page and it, uh, you know, people are already have to subscribe to that or like that page or whatever it is, follow or whatever you do in Facebook. 
And uh, so I had posted some photos when I was in Columbus and um, or the one of the team members did and said, Todd's been in the office and da, da, da. And someone said, you know, in the comments, uh, who, who's Todd and what does it matter? <laughs> I'm like, OK, well, thanks for being a customer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so anything else new that you've been hearing about this week? You know, I'll be honest with you. It's been so busy. Uh, I just literally have been face planning every night. I mean, this year has just went like that. We're already in November, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's going to be CES here. Not too much longer. You, you know, and I, I'm behind. Weeks. I, I got the, I'm behind and getting ready for CES. The gal, um, who's my rep at CEA, she uh, emailed me and I had already put my furniture and internet and chair order in and, and I'm trying to get some upstairs space for platform space. And she goes, what, what is your schedule for uh, doing, you know, short interviews on the roof? And, and I'm like, I'm like, be honest with you. I don't have a schedule right now. Um, I'll just take whatever's left. Because, you know, it's I'm behind in planning. So we get a room, but it's, yeah, it's it, it's going to be on. It's going to be on me before I know it. And I actually did update the broadcast application on TPN.TV so that we can start getting vendor. But I got to get mailings out and because we mail all the vendors and remind them, hey, we're going to be there again, blah, blah, blah. And I got to get into the CES directory and start to, you know, we're going to do a little different this year. Um, I'm going to be more active in uh, just picking shows or picking companies that I want versus just yeah. making it a free-for-all apply to be on the broadcast. And we're not going to do 10 hours a day. I'm, I'm, I've decided to, to do about three hours max and that's it. And I'm going to, you know, if that means maybe like 12, uh, 48 total vendors, I'll talk to at CES. So I'm going to be real picky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may be going, going back to CES again this coming year. I, I, I don't know. It hasn't been formally decided, but I mean, years ago I used to go every year. Mm -hmm. So, so I used to come down and see you all the time down there. Yeah, it's, going back again. You know, we hang out at the Sands now. This is uh, be a second year back in the Sands. We're there with all the startups. We're not going to the big booths. I didn't even get into LVCC last year. I spent my entire time at Sands. There's just so much exciting stuff there that um, it's it's good. But I've got a very very busy January. I get back from CES and I literally do a turnaround and leave for the East Coast. So it's it's gonna be ugly for me. Um, I think we're going to be, you're going to be hosting some shows. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be busy on the road. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, there's PodFest coming up in uh, March here yep. and yep. PodCon's coming up here. I don't know if you've got your, your booth nailed I down. I think so, but, yeah. Yeah. And we've got ours figured out too. And, and it's amazing how early everybody's been working on podcast movement. This oh, year. oh, yeah. <laughs> Sponsorships are already in for podcast movement. Right. It's already in the planning stuff is already happening. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. And if those of you that don't know, November 30th is the deadline for speaking submissions at PodFest in Orlando. Uh, so you've got until, I believe until the end of the month here to get that done. Uh, that's the date I heard. So, yeah. and then, um, I got to come up with a new topic this year. I'm, I'm retiring the topic I've talked about for two years in a row. What, what, what should I talk about, Rob? What should be my topic du jour this year? Uh, audience and monetizations seem to be the. The two hot topics in the next year, at least. We've been talking. I've been talking about. I'm tired of talking about that. <laughs> I know. Like, you want to move on from that? Huh? Right. I want to talk about uh, something else. Uh, uh, how about it? Uh, how about it, everyone? What What should I talk about at Podfest? Maybe give Rob some ideas too. Or did you submit your any sessions yet? No, I haven't yet. I haven't I haven't submitted. I've only been working on the whole booth side of stuff and trying to get that all arranged first. And, and, um, then we can start working on the content side. Yeah. The monetization so. thing, it's just, you know, and there's so many people that are doing monetization now. Right. Um, maybe I don't need to be heard from on that. Some, I don't know, maybe this whole, maybe it's time to talk about, maybe I should, because I went through this IB thing the team has, maybe it's time to talk about, that maybe that's the topic for the year the implications of certification yeah but the thing is i gotta be careful because i don't want to you can't turn into a pitch right you well, can't. It, it's, well it shouldn't be right right I mean, if you're thinking about it more from an industry perspective right and your your experience of what it caused you to to reevaluate um, and, and look at that. Maybe it's kind of like having an editor look at an article, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, they're going to see things that you didn't see, um, because you're close to it. Right. And they maybe have a bring it, they bring a different perspective mm-hmm. on it. So, but, uh, so Todd, I just saw this number pop up to me. I'm, I'm looking at an article on Digiday, mm-hmm. um, that had a, had a relationship uh, to Dan Granger, who's the CEO and founder of Oxford Road, who's a, a kind of like a big ad agency um, in the podcasting space. Uh, but this article says that podcast revenue is projected to be 659 million by 2020. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think we're going to get there? Because I think we're at like 300 something now, 400 something, right? If we get to 650, I can't see how we don't fill all the the 90% remaining inventory. I don't see how we don't fill that all. But with this feeding I'm frenzy. I'm not sure there's enough content. I'm not sure there's enough content out there that's monetizable. Oh, you know, I, 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 let me think about... Let me just do the math and what it would take to sell all of our inventory. So I'm just worried about these these revenue projections. You know, I've seen ones that are you know have it as high as a billion dollars or a billion and a half or whatever. So there's these aspirational numbers that I keep hearing about, but nobody's ever talking about how we're going to get there. 
right? It, um, it, you it, know, how much inventory has to be in place? How big are the audiences need to be? Yeah. You know, what's the CPM models that have to be in place? And these are all issues that this industry association needs to, needs to tackle. Rob, if I just, uh, you know, a quick whip of the calculator, um, if I sold every, oh, wait a minute, that wasn't, is that per month? Hang on. One, two, three, one, two, three, divided by 1,000, divided by times 20. Yeah, we can get there. <laughs> we can get there. Absolutely. We can get there. Because I think about if, uh, if I could sell all, all of my inventory every month. Oh, you're never going to do that, though, Todd. Are you? If, if I could sell all of the inventory that we have that is in the platform that is not being, that's a significant number. It's a, I mean, it's a big number. It's actually kind of surprised me. What, um, what, what the 650 number? Or no, the, if, if I could sell all the inventory oh, that, okay. you know, right. it would be big. So, yeah, I, I think we can get there. And if you look at Rob's and look at you guys and look at Podbean and look at everyone that has all this, the key is it's, the problem is, though, it can't be sold. All of it can't be sold. All of it won't want to be sold. So if I, you know, if I just look at my base, if I look at the base number of shows that have asked, hey, we want advertising, that's four or 5,000 shows on our side that have said they raised their hand, but that runs shows that have, Everything from a hundred listeners to, you know, the stratosphere. Right. So, right. I can't really, you know, yeah, I'd love to have, give that. And we've done that before, you know, and, and give a very, very small podcast or just a, you know, you just give them a flat base because you really can't convert it to a CPM. Um, it's a lot of work, but you might get there between all of us. If people are serious about spending money in the space, sure. But I, uh, but, it, but it, it's going to be you're going to be hearing a lot of it, of inventory from you know it's going to be a pretty diverse crowd of advertisers or the audience or the listeners are going to get sick of it real quick. <laughs> right, and what's the ad load that's necessary to get there too? The ad load to get there has got to be hundred percent twelve. You know, you're you're running eighty percent of existing available podcast at a hundred percent. No, but what's, what is that? Uh, is that four spots per episode? No, it, I'm just talking, the, I'm just talking one, yeah. you know. You, yeah. Okay. One spot per One episode. spot. Yeah. And is it programmatic or is it hostery? I think it's, a, I think it's hybrid. Yeah. I mean, it needs to be right. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No. Right? As an no, industry, we're no. still selling host talent reads yep. into large podcasts yep. today. Now, granted, we are and others are have built in, uh, more and more we're building in programmatic ad buying platforms. The issue today is they need to work better with the talent reads. Um, the ad formats need to be more, more friendly to podcast content. Mm-hmm. And not be seen as uh, as much radio ads, um, you know, whatever that exact definition is. But I think most people know it when they hear it. 
Um, so it, it just needs, that's the other big thing that needs to be worked on by the association is for us to be able to grow the, the 650 or a billion dollars in ad revenue. What does the industry have to look like for us to get there? Um, around audience, around ad formats, uh, around what type of ads, how, you know, what do they sound like? What's the, how is the common ways that people do transitions between content and and uh, these ads, right? To go um, to go from three hundred. Everybody's to, doing it differently right now. Yeah, to go to from three hundred to six fifty, uh, we will all be hiring a lot of people. <laughs> you know, because right. it's going to take an army of teams to manage to, all that, to execute right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know it's a good head herder, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, there's been lots of wild predictions. I mean, that's only a couple of years from now. And what, what did, what did they, what did they say where we're at now? I haven't heard anyone come out with a number this year. Were they saying 300 or something like that? I, I was hearing like three, 340, something like that. 360 is what I'm, I've been hearing. Hmm. Which, you know, I don't know what, what percentage of the podcast content out there is driving that, that number, but. Um, oh, I think my it's, guess is that it's pretty small. I think it's the, I think it's 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as much as 10, but you know, and I also know that a lot of people are, you know, here's the, you know, I, I was one of the guys that, uh, I respect in the space. He says, we're not talking CPMs no more. We don't, we don't talk CPMs. We, we talk, this is what it costs. So, you know, for me, I I, I'm always, you know, I had a call with um, my GoDaddy team and uh, uh, earlier in the week and I, I didn't get fired. So I was happy there. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, you know, but because I'd had a, we talk, I talked about on the show how July 1st I took a, a traffic hit and I'm um, climbing myself out of that. Google penalty box, you know, Google giveth and Google taketh away. And they, they took it away because of page speed loads on my website. And, uh, so we were, you know, and that, what that is, you know, I have, a my formula is I got to have new, new butts in the seats. That's listened to the show every month to keep GoDaddy. You know, my sponsorship deal requires new, new acquisitions. I don't get any money for uh, folks that are renewing or anything like that. It's, it's, I, my performance is purely based on brand new customers and, uh, the numbers were down because I wasn't getting as many butts in the door on the front end. And, you know, let's be frank, it, uh, since been doing GoDaddy since 2005. And how do you, you know, some of the listeners have heard that ad 500 times. So, they've bought all the domains and the hosting services that they've needed. So not having those new butts in the seats was causing my numbers to drop. Not real bad, but enough for a call. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and explain what was going on and, you know, re talk about where we're at and where I expect it to be. And, you know, in any advertiser podcaster relationship, even though that I've had GoDaddy as a sponsor since June of 2005, they have to make money. Right. And if they're not making money, Todd's going to be out of a sponsorship deal or my deal is going to be renegotiated and I, it's not going to go up 
<laughs> it's going to go down, which, right. you know, but that's on me. Right. So it, sure. I'm just like any other podcaster. So when I hear podcasters say we're doing deals where we set the price, it's not based around a CPM. I, the hair stands up in the back of my neck because I want advertisers for years, not for months. Right. Well, in the the last paragraph of this article that I was re- referring to uh, from the Digiday folks, it it does say in here that um, brands pay for podcast ads on a CPM basis typically, but some would rather exclusively sponsor podcasts and pay by time. I'm not exactly sure hmm. specifically what that means, but they say that it may be more expensive, but a better deal over the long long term. Pay by time. Oh yeah, over yeah. Do yeah. Of course, I. That's what I do with GoDaddy. Right. I have a. Right. I have a. Well, right now it's month to month extended, but I have a contract that ran so much period of time, and then, then after just like a you know like renting a house, you know you get through your one year of guaranteed rental, then you're on a month to month, and the landlord can come in and say I'm raising the rent. If you don't like it, get out or sign a new lease for another year. And that's yeah. what these advertisers are doing. They say, well, and the reason they're buying over time, the content's being bought up. They can't buy it. So right. they, it's a competitive um, right. game too, right? If, if, a, if there's competitive brands in a market, which is oftentimes the case with these podcast advertisers, that there's multiple uh, brands in the market that are competing in the same mm-hmm. genre, right, of, of products. Yeah. Uh, they they want to buy up the podcasts that are um, – that are best for their target audience. And what better way to do that is to buy over time. Um, I also wonder if there's going to be a metric that we need to think about for duration as well. I mean, uh, host talent reads that are a minute and a half uh, should be priced differently than ones that are 30 seconds. Minute and a half, Um, Rob. What do you mean three minutes? Well, (laughs) three minutes. Whatever that metric happens to be. But you're right. You're right. I mean, some, I mean, you think about what Leo Laporte did for many years on his platform, he would do like two or three, four minute ads. I don't, I don't sell to 60 second lengths. I sell to what it takes to get the ad done. Right. And that, that can be done with dynamic insertion too. Right. So there's no technological limitation to this. And that can be um, done across all your archives too. That that's a way to unlock inventory mm-hmm. um, is to, is to do it using dynamic insertion. But, um, but, but, but if you forgot about the 90% rule. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good to get it in there. Do you need to take it out? Yeah. Most of the time you don't, but that's true. That's so true. I guess it depends on the, the advertiser and what they want. Too. That's true. And if they coming and up how, for the, if Macy's how wants, targeted they are. Right? Yeah. If Macy's wants to advertise black Friday sale, then they don't want that in there at Christmas. So, you know, that is where there's right. a need to get it in and get it out. But, but I, let's, let's call it what it is. Advertisers have been getting a lot for free in this media. A lot for, a long for free. Time, a lot right? for free. Because you start thinking about baked in ads, right? A lot of free. They don't go away. So those advertisers, maybe the advertiser buys a two-month campaign. Guess yep. what? Those ads don't stop being delivered after two months. In most of the advertising deals I do, there's a lot of added value that they don't pay for. Banners, they don't pay for right. them. Right. 
mentions in the show notes with a no follow hyperlink, they don't pay for them. Right. You know, so at least the, the deals I do, not everyone does that. But, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and, and if in most, okay, let's be frank, most ad copy that comes in, that comes across our desk at 60 seconds, podcasters spend more than 60 seconds on the ad. Very right. few people stay to stay to a minute or 30 seconds because we love right. to talk. Yes, we're <laughs> podcasters. Pontification some, is the key. Some people do, are, are, but I don't think those ads deliver as well. You know, so. The short ones or the longer ones? The, I don't think, that, I think longer is better if it's executed correctly. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. especially if it's done from the heart. Yeah. But if it's it, sincere, authentic, if it's done in a production that's compatible with the content, I mm -hmm. think that's the key. And another thing, too, is that, you know, those that are creating long tail, um, you know, you got some super value there, but it's hard to do long tail. I mean, we've talked about this many, 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 many times on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. The first thing I do is I go look at a show's trending and see if they have the, the hockey stick that's laid down. You know, that's, I always go look at that. See, Todd, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to monetization in the podcasting space. Of course there is. <laughs> now, uh, Rick came up with a good idea. Rick said, uh, debunking the revisionist podcast history myths. Todd is a logical choice to do that at PodFest. Hmm. So if Todd and Rob did that presentation together representing the new media show, I think that would be a hot one. Hmm. But, the, you know, my history of podcasting might be different than your, <laughs> your <laughs> you know, I think we could do a pretty good job representing the, what has happened in this space. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I don't know if I see it's not as prevalent anymore getting, I think we don't see too many instances of revisionist history, but it still crops up once in a while. I mean, it, it popped up a couple of times this past week. There was a oh, couple really? of articles that, that came out talking about, uh, have, has podcasting jumped the shark, <laughs> right? Is, is, did podcasting experiment fail, Todd? Those were the articles that were starting to pop up again this week. <laughs> and, and I just read these things and I, and I read who the authors are and it's just like, you know, how long have you been involved in this medium? Just maybe a couple of years or right, maybe right. two or three years. And you're jumping to these conclusions, um, without any context of, um, how we got here, what's happened before and why, what we see today exists today. Cause we have to be, there are reasons for that. We have to be careful because we start hounding on this. We'll be called OG again. Right. That's right. <laughs> No, you know, that's true. that's true. I mean, I mean, I think what is easy to lose track of is, is our interest, right. In wanting to, to progress forward and move the industry forward and not just be looking back all the time and say, well, it didn't work in the past, so it's not going to work in the future. Right. I'm, I'm not that black and white about how I look at things, but I do look at things from a very pragmatic perspective and say, okay, this has been tried so many times in the past. Well, what's, why is it different now? I mean, is the market somehow different? Are people looking for something different? Uh, and 
is that the reason why maybe this is the time? Maybe it didn't work in the past. I'm open to that. Um, but it's, it's tough, you know, when people are <clears throat> saying that this medium hasn't fulfilled its destiny, um, and it's failing, um, <laughs> they don't really understand what the pattern has been, right. um, that's driven the success over the last 15 years. It's been steady, constant growth. It's not been a hockey stick. A lot of these people are basing these judgments on this assumption that success is only a hockey stick. Yeah. You know, but I don't agree. You know, and I did want to go back to one point you made about advertisers buying podcasts over time. Right. My biggest, oh man, I got to use the right word here. Because I want to come, I want to be a sailor. Um, <laughs> my, a rebel with a cause. Yeah, my, my biggest complaint with advertisers is when they come in and say, we only want to do 30 day. We don't want to do a 30 day trial buy. And, and you try to explain that to them that 90 days is better because it takes 30 days to start building a relationship. First of all, it takes, right. it takes 30 days to kind of get in a groove and start explaining and building upon the story and advertisers bringing to you. If, the, if it's a product you truly believe in, 30 days is not enough in this space. Some right. of, it's all about frequency in this space. Or, and, yeah. and, and at the same, not only frequency, but the audience is not, the audience is going to say, who's this? Right. You know, what's, what's Todd promoting? Does Todd really believe in this product? Is Todd using the product? Right. You know, and they're judging internally and if you're at 60 90 days and you've gotten into what you're using whatever it may be and if they sent you a slinky and you said man i'm in love with my slinky it goes everywhere i go i'm just using that as a stupid metaphor but it, it, it take it's it's longer the the ramp up period on ad deals perform better in a long haul and this is and not only that, there's some other stuff that's going on here. Google uh, works to your advantage as well when it comes to having an advertiser for a long time. Um, right. So buying over a longer period of time is the advertiser. I think those that made that comment in that Digiday article, they figured it out. You know, I've been trying to, I try to tell them, you have a meeting every week and you know, uh, I don't want to do 90 days. I said, well, I said, I, and I insist, I say the minimum I will do with you is 60. If you've got this much money to spend, we'll split it over two months. Right. You know, and then I make them, you know, make sure they have a minimum spend, but it, it's, there's more value over time. Right. How am I still delivering how am I still delivering new customers to GoDaddy at, in, at 14 years? Think about that, folks. Yeah, yeah. There's value over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It builds. It builds. It's, yeah. It's, that's why podcasting um, is such a strong, and I learned this very early with back, back in my early podcasting days and fought with advertisers a lot about this is, the power of podcasting around building brand. Mm -hmm. um, it's much stronger than I think a lot of people give it credit for. 
Uh, and it's been 15 years and it's still, I don't believe it's still as, as appreciated as it needs to be. Um, you know, this direct response stuff is really not the optimal use of this medium. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, it's true. And, you know, and I look at, uh, you know, I get weekly, uh, hosting company du jour that wants to advertise on the show. And I'm like, no. And they tell them how much it is and they fall out of their chair, you know, and, they, and I am like, that's the price it would be if I didn't have the current sponsor, right. you know, and they're like, well, how could you demand that? <laughs> well, it's because I'm going to be building your brand and, you know, yep. and it, 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 there is true. And, you know, and I tell my audience, you know, this is, you know, and I don't think a lot of podcasters do this in their advertising. What is that advertising your show? How is it benefiting you? I, right. I tell them it keeps my damn lights on. It keeps right. my, my insurance paid. It keeps uh, food on my table. <laughs> right. You know, literally. So, you know, if you're getting some benefit from this, is it making your car payment? Is it paying your, you know, your whatever? You better tell your audience the, the benefit of that, how supporting that sponsor. And if you love this show, how it supports you. Not only what it supports, you know, not only does it, you want them to try the sponsor's product if you truly believe in it, but they need to know what, what's, how it's affecting the show. So at least that's my philosophy and I might be, you know, I, I don't think very many people follow that, but not very many people have an advertiser spend with them for 14 years. No, that's true. <laughs> you are a little unusual on that, Todd. I have to give you credit for that. <laughs> I think the the longest I ever had an advertiser on, on, on my show was maybe four or five months. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and it could have came to an end last week. You know, I sure could have. <laughs> Right. You know, and, yeah. uh, and as I told the team on the phone, I said, it's on me. I have to deliver. If I don't deliver and you're not happy, uh, thank you very much for the 14 years worth of relationship. But if I don't deliver, it, 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 what can I do? Right. Right. <laughs> hey, Todd, I, I'm, I'm currently on a website here. It's the, it's what one of those elusive podcast awards that didn't exist until um, you know just this last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's called the Australian Podcast Awards. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. They've I guess they're gathering entries. Good. I, and they've their, done. Someone's done something there already, right? Isn't there? The, yeah, yeah. I think there's another podcast awards. Well, too. there's the uh, Australian podcast awards.com. Is that where it's at? Yeah, correct. They've yeah. done, this is not their first year. No, I know it's not. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So you mean, <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything against anybody specifically. What's going on? Just here? making an observation. Oh, talk. just making an observation. I got $10,000 worth of prizes and trophies to give out. Well, Did you know that? I, well they're better funded than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it says that the entries are open uh, until February 14th yep. of 
this coming year. And um, I guess they're encouraging people to take advantage of the early bird deal, Todd. Yeah. Who's a sponsor? Sure that. Oh, they, they got good ones. See, wh why can't I? Zoom, Headliner, Yamaha, Pod News, Audiocraft. Of course, Pod News did, did sponsor on podcastawards.com. Possible, yep. Pipe Wolf Media. So, yeah. I, <laughs> of course, I have not been super aggressive in going after sponsors. So, that's my no. fault. But you're right. Pod News is sponsoring it. Yeah. And they and they yeah. did on podcastawards.com, too. Yeah. That's so. great. So, yeah. I know. And it's a live <laughs> stage presentation, that's too. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, anyway. That costs money. You know, to do something like that costs cash. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Lots. It does. Lots of cash. You know. Right? So, is there... Yeah, I mean, rent a venue and put a stage up and have lights and cameras and, you know, a hundred thousand dollars later. <laughs> maybe I it's agree. not, maybe it doesn't cost that much in Australia, but I, it, well, it, well, there's been a lot of activity around podcasting down in Australia. Lately. Yeah. You know, I know Dave Jackson was down there complaining that every time he turned around, that there was something that was trying to kill him. Um, <laughs> Funny. Did you see his blog post or his I, Facebook post I on that? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he said there's alligators in the in the all of the waterways around there. You can't go in the water and <laughs> bugs that will kill you. And but anyway, he's. I guess he had a great time down there. It was warm and. and well, anytime uh, you can leave from somewhere where it's cold and go as where it's warm, of course. Right. 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 <laughs> so. So I think Australia is going to going to become an important market for podcasting. I know I I want to make it down there at some point. I've been I've never trying been to, trying to come up with a reason to head down there. Some excuse, yeah. Right. right. Hey, hey, James, get get Rob and I a speaking engagement. We'll come. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because we need to start a you know a, a chapter of the. New podcast association stuff, right? Yeah, down there. So, <laughs> that right. you, Rob, you're already assuming you're going to be on it. You, we might be regulated to the side because we're OG. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Our job is always to start the trouble, not create the trouble. Yeah. Right? Is that the yeah? Okay. We definitely have a a lot of secret listeners that listen to this show. Right, <laughs> we do. We have a lot of secret listeners. Now, here's the here's the thing. You guys haven't been feeding us too much lately, so you you need to step it up and you know get your and start feeding us the juicy tidbits that are out there. That's right. <laughs> but I did see that you sent an email to the Spotify team and asked them to come on. Yes, I did. I so did. I saw you got a response. I don't know. That was probably step one. So we'll see where it goes. But um, let's talk about schedule a little bit. What next week is a little crazy for me. How about for you? How's next week? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually up at the Vancouver podcast festival, uh, ah. next, next weekend. So okay. I'll be up there on the, uh, the eighth through the 10th. So the 10th is on Saturday. So All right. we're going to miss the show next Saturday. All right. Unless you want to do one on the 11th, uh, let me know, but, uh, which we yeah. could, which we could, but, yeah. you know, if we just want to take that weekend off and then just yeah. do it the following week, that'd be fine. But don't uh, also remember that uh, 
we'll be coming off Thanksgiving. So 17th will be uh, a for sure. Okay. Good to go. But we're going to be looking at, uh, we're right into Thanksgiving. My God. Um, so you let me know if you want to do a show on the 24th, I should be available. I do, I do fly out, uh, the evening of the 24th. So I should have no problem. Um, yeah, going to the East coast for a quick one week. At least I think I am going to the East coast for a quick one week in and out, Mm -hmm. uh, going to the Eastern seaboard. I have been summoned. Oh, wow. Okay. So it could very well be that we're off next week, the 10th. Okay. Um, but we're on for the 17th and the 24th and, and the 1st. Yeah, I think we'll be good. Okay. So at least uh, until I look at my, you know, my, my wife sent me literally a schedule this long. And thank God we do this show in the morning because uh, it's... To-dos. Oh, not, and it's not to-dos. It's my son's in... Uh, orchestra and he's in marching band and they're having competitions and it's just it's just I mean I'm I looked at this and I'm like you know my actual reaction was you've got to be beep 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 because <laughs> I'm looking right. at this schedule and I'm like how is this even possible <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm looking at dates I'm like I do a podcast that night and that's going on. I'm like, Oh my God, we're going to, right. yeah, it's nuts. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, that's brings us here to the end of the show. Everyone, yes. uh, Rob, how can they reach you? Uh, Rob Uh, you can send me an email, Rob at, um, boxnest.com. Uh, th- those are two terrific ways to get a hold of me. And I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenlee as well. Yep, and I'm on Twitter as well, at Geek News. You can reach me, Todd, at Blueberry.com. If you have something to share with us, we'd love to love to see it. But we want to thank you for your time. Uh, and we'll, we'll look forward to your feed. If you do have inputs on a trade association, if you email it to us, we'll collect that data. Then whoever is decides they're brave enough to form this up will pass that data on, or maybe, maybe we'll have to be part of it. I... I'm already tired. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Self, self-inflicted. Uh, you know, twenty more lashes, please. You know, <laughs> jeez. So uh, anyway, uh, but uh, yes, beat us your your feedback and your input, and and if you want to participate, my God, if you want to do some heavy lifting and flex some muscles. Uh, uh, across the entire space, whether you be from corporate podcasting or independent, uh, we're going to need all hands on deck if this is actually going to work. But uh, right. uh, it, I think it's—I think there's a little. The wheels are starting to turn a little bit, so we'll see where it goes. Well, you know, Todd, this this could be a really important um, kind of issue to be addressed at some of the upcoming podcasting conferences yeah. too. So, um, yeah. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you for being here. And uh, we will see you probably back on the 17th. So everyone take care. Happy podcasting, everyone. Be good. See ya. Take care.